you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Today is Friday, March 29th, 2019, and welcome to another episode of Last Week in Health IT. As with every episode, we'll start off this one stating that the intent audience for this episode is everybody. So UCLA is to pay 7.5 million in claims. So the UCLA Health System is located in the heart of Los Angeles, and they will be investing $5.5 million in new security improvements in their network, as well as $2 million in a class action lawsuit against them when they had claims data exposed for 4.5 million patients. So just a little history, back in about 2015, there was a high-profile cyber attack on UCLA where sensitive information was leaked. The reason why this happened was because UCLA had not encrypted the patient data, and this was met with immediate criticism from experts and patient advocates. So at that time period, the FBI got involved and found that unauthorized access actually started in 2014, where the attackers were able to access names, date of births, social security numbers, Medicare, health plan ID numbers, and other info like patient diagnoses and procedures. So fast forward to now, UCLA is paying a total of about $7.5 million to fix their security measures and pay the class action lawsuit. Alright, so the next news item is virtual reality could be the future of procedures. So new studies show that VR can help improve procedure efficiency with uh, interventional radiology treatments. So the study was done by the University of Washington Medical Center, and they used the VR headset to help them with steering a catheter in blood vessels. They found that the average time it took for the catheter to reach the target vessels was actually less than the standard time that it takes for interventional radiology, um, the gold standard, which is fluoroscopy. So this shows some good promise because it can help advance the efficiency and accuracy of interventional radiology treatments, which can be time sensitive for positive patient outcomes. All right, so the next thing is the real-time location systems that saved Wake Forest Baptist $3.5 million dollars. So Wake Forest Baptist is an academic medical center in North Carolina with a total of 198 buildings on 428 acres. So it pretty much goes without saying that they are a massive health system with potential of losing track of where things are. So they implemented a real-time location system for a lot of their medical equipment and were able to project savings of about $3.5 million. Having these type of systems in place reduces costs because there's less likelihood of losing the equipment but they are also able to track whether these systems were still working or not. So for example, they also had lots of temperature monitoring systems to ensure their refrigerators that store medications and vaccines to make sure that they were working. And also by having this type of system in place, if there was any issue, it would be quicker to deploy a technician to the exact location of where the issue was occurring, saving time and money for the institution through efficient safe practices. All right, the next thing is UPS uses drones to deliver medical samples. So I heard on the news uh, the other day and also on another podcast so that I decided to take a look into this myself. WakeMed in North Carolina, they're a delivery service that's working with UPS to deploy quadcopter drones through a specific flight path. And they're using this to deliver blood or other diagnostic specimens. Some of the worries that I have with this are what happens if the drone is taken down mid-flight by a third party or the drone being flown down the wrong path. But it seems like the Federal Aviation Administration and the North Carolina Department of Transportation have that covered. It will be interesting to see how successful this is, and if so, it will be paving a new path forward for delivering health tools and healthcare. And who knows, maybe it will be used to deliver medications one day. So the next news item is CMS has started a competition for AI apps. So the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services are aiming to focus on artificial intelligence, and therefore they have started a new contest 
that hopefully will speed up development of new AI technologies. So they announced that they are doing this in conjunction with the American Academy of Family Physicians and the Laura and John Foundation. And the result would ideally be new AI-based tools that will help in evaluating the value of care added to a patient's well-being. This is actually very important, especially important in our value-based payment models for healthcare. And this is a three-stage competition that includes a launch stage with uh, stage two and three being announced later in the year. So they're going to be awarding up to $1.65 million in total uh, to those in stage one and two. Right, so the last thing I have is telepsychiatry saves a lot of money for East Texas hospitals. So in East Texas at the Burke Mental Health Emergency Center, telemedicine has been a strong focus to provide rural communities access to the care that they need. So since opening the hospital saved about $18 million in the span of seven years, through clinical programming that allowed patients to have access to about 16 psychiatrists with an advanced practice nurse. So in addition, they also had access to a registered nurse that was there 24-7 through the telephone so that these nurses can triage appropriately for the efficiency of care. They found that in the last 10 years, they served about 11,000 county residents, which would have otherwise been transferred to area hospitals had they not had access to telemedicine. So before we go, if you would like to hear more news on healthcare IT, you can check out great curated articles at healthcareitnews.com. It's where I go for daily healthcare IT news to keep myself updated and what's going on in that world. All right, if you like this episode, you guys can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or on Instagram at PharmacyInformatics. Or you can send me an email at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, my personal Twitter handle is TonyDowFarmD. Also, I want to plug a great networking opportunity called Pharmacist Connect. If you are familiar with Slack Workspace, this is a vetted workspace through Slack where only people who have licenses like pharmacists, pharmacy interns, pharmacy technicians can be allowed into it. And it's a great place and I've met a lot of great colleagues on it. And there's also even different channels and there's one even for informatics. So you can find out more by visiting PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A. C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T dot com. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy IT Me. And remember, technology is a tool. Patient care is the goal.